I thought Captain Planet smelled bad on the outside. Every door in my apartment closes on its own. The front door, the cupboards, the refrigerator, the medicine cabinet, the whole gang. My Ouija board confirms this phenomenon is not specter-related, and my Native American roommate pays half-rent, informs me the building is not built atop an ancient Indian burial ground. Additionally, the Bubble Level app I just downloaded on my iPhone informs me that the floor in my kitchen is perfectly level. It also informs me that I'm kind of a pussy for using my $400 iPhone as a level rather than just owning an actual level, or pliers, and that I should probably at least own a hammer and a couple screwdrivers if I plan on being taken seriously as a man ever again. Hold on, let me just delete this app. Okay, moving on. Anyway, self-closing doors I can live with. As far as apartment quirks go, self-closing doors are small potatoes. Hell, they're kind of helpful. It means I'll never leave the fridge open, and the tiny Indian who lives in my cupboard is less likely to escape. Don't tell, pays half rent. He'll be pissed. Any apartment you live in has a quirk or two. My old place in the East Village had the loudest radiator pipes known to man, and a bit of a centipede problem. If you consider centipedes a problem. Which I do. My place in Soho had walls that didn't go all the way to the ceiling, and hardwood floors that slowly excreted some sort of sticky residue, so you had to mop them constantly. I consider this to be a problem as well. These are all slight annoyances, though, in comparison to 72 College Street. 72 College Street was my first apartment by myself. It was a starter apartment. Sort of like how babies have starter pants for when they're too old for diapers but not quite ready for pants pants. That was me. I was a little too old to be living with my mother, but not quite ready to poop in the toilet. Wait, now we're mixing metaphors. I had high hopes for 72 College Street. It was in a great location, it was built in 1940, so it had some history. Not ancient Indian burial ground history, though. The other tenants were quiet, and it was close to work. Also, the town library was across the street. And it had a great backyard, and high ceilings, and hardwood floors, and the rent was cheap. Man, was the rent cheap. I signed the lease on the spot. Oh, pat, pat, pat. You dumb bastard. I moved in a week later, and it was smooth sailing for about two hours, until I wanted to take a shower. Now, I know on average people were shorter in 1940. I get that. But did they really max out at 5'3"? Because that's how tall the shower was. Making matters worse, the shower head took low flow to a whole new level. Every shower I took, I was redefining water conservation. I was making Captain Planet look like Exxon. If any less H2O came out of that shower, it would have been sucking water directly out of my skin and redepositing it in a reservoir somewhere. You get the idea. Every couple of weeks, I would buy a new shower head in an attempt to adjust the height slash flow issue. The dude at the hardware store must have thought I had some disorder and or shower head fetish. At one point, I even tried using no shower head at all. That was basically like standing under a garden hose. Had the shower been the only quirk, 72 College Street would have been okay. And for a while, it was the only quirk. I mean, besides the stubborn windows, non-grounded electrical outlets, and double-doored bathroom? But then, winter arrived. So as it turns out, in addition to being much shorter, people in 1940 didn't know how to properly build houses. Or how to properly insulate their improperly built houses. I found this out around October when I felt a draft in my bedroom not coming from any of the stubborn windows. Turns out, if you stood over near my bedroom closet and looked in between two of the floorboards from just the right angle, you could see into the basement. This probably explained why the heating bill quadrupled in January. 
Suddenly those hardwood floors and high ceilings were a liability. I roughed it out until summertime at 72 College Street before moving. My general rule is when the condition of your apartment resembles a cross between the crack house and the bad part of the butterfly effect, which is the whole movie, and the sloth guy's apartment from Seven, it's time to move. Months after moving out, I went back to visit one of my old neighbors. In that time, someone had moved into my place. Out of curiosity, I knocked on the door and introduced myself. Turns out a couple had moved in. Aw, how cute. They invited me in, and man, I didn't even recognize the place. They put an island in my kitchen. An island! Mysteriously, it seemed to make the kitchen bigger. Not sure how that worked. In fact, the whole apartment seemed bigger, despite all the extra stuff and the extra people. And the extra dog! And cat! Crazy! It was fall at this point, so they hadn't had to turn on the heat yet. I decided I didn't want to ruin their domestic bliss with the news that one of them would likely freeze to death in the coming months, forcing the other to slice them open and crawl inside for warmth like a tauntaun. So I just thanked them for inviting me in and headed out. As I opened the door to leave, though, I leaned in close to both of them and whispered, Winter is coming. And then I walked away. <laughs>